This is Jan Swift, and you're listening to Discover Lafayette, a podcast dedicated to the people and rich culture of Lafayette, the gateway to South Louisiana. I'd like to thank our sponsors who make our podcast possible. We take our podcast with the ongoing support of Raider and Jason Sikora, our sound engineer. Raider is a hands-on IT service provider that integrates all of your needs for advanced technical support, effective communication options, and cybersecurity. Raider's motto is, you just want it to work. We understand. Please visit RaiderSolutions.com for more information. Iberia Bank and First Horizon, who are now one bank. Two relationship-driven banks, both leaders in the industry, have officially joined forces. The combination of Iberia Bank and First Horizon creates a leading financial services company dedicated to enriching the lives of their clients, associates, and their communities. I'd also like to thank Lafayette General Health, who has joined the Oshner Health family and is now Oshner Lafayette General. As one health system, Oshner Lafayette General will provide expanded services and enhanced care from the familiar faces you already trust. Oshner Lafayette General means more resources to help solve healthcare's toughest problems, reinvesting in our communities, and being further committed to health and wellness. Oshner Lafayette General, together means more. Learn more today at togethermeansmore.org. We welcome Sean Trichalik, Vice President and General Manager of KATC, the ABC affiliate in Lafayette, to our show. Sean has over 30 years of experience in broadcast and sales. He previously served as General Manager for KADN, KLAF, and My Network Acadiana in Lafayette. Interestingly, Sean's career began at KATC in 1989, so his current position is a homecoming of sorts. Sean is active in the community and serves on the board of United Way of Acadiana, Acadiana Open Channel, and the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters. He holds a bachelor's degree in public relations with an English minor from USL, now UL Lafayette. And last but not least by any means, Sean is a talented musician and singer well-known in our region. Sean Fertalik, my friend. Welcome to Discover Lafayette. It's great to be here. It's great yeah. to be here. So we met through um, Upper Lafayette when right. I was working right. for the group, and you were at Delta Media right. and a big supporter right. of all the economic development that was going on and still going on right. in Upper Lafayette Parish. So um, I met you working for the station, and I got to know you, and you were a regular musician that would yeah. play at our events. And yeah. you kind of, you jack of all trades, huh? Yeah, it, 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 I think... Excuse me. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I, I I was a musician. You know, got involved in music when I was a little kid, mm-hmm. um, and have always been around music. I guess I figured at some point in time when I was growing up that I would somehow make a living using my mouth, and <laughs> that's kind of what happened. I mean, I, my career started in radio. Mm-hmm. Um, Where was that? At KMDL in Kaplan when I was in high school. I started as a as a weekend disc jockey at the original KMDL. Oh. Uh, working for Ernie Alexander, a lot of us remember oh, yeah. Ernie. Yeah, how fun was that? Yeah, it wow. was. It was a blast. I mean, it was. It was. It was a blast. Like music, it's one of those things that you're like, I can't mm-hmm. believe they're paying me for this. You know, right, right. Um, and that led to that opened a lot of op- a lot of doors. I was involved in political media when I was in college, and then was radio all the way through college, and then started at KATC right after graduation, mm-hmm. um, and have done primarily television for thirty something years. Uh, but I've done, I launched cable ad sales for LUS Fiber, uh, helped to build the Delta Media radio TV group up in Karen mm-hmm. Crow. Um, it, when I, I spent some time in Knoxville, Tennessee, had a, uh, had a partnership with a guy and we did a, we did a, a book, a coffee table book. So always some form of media, but, but yeah. broad, I'm a broadcaster at, at heart, you mm-hmm. know, that's what I do. So you are general manager. I mm-hmm. mean, that is a big position, um, that's got to be a lot different than being on the air or selling spots. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very different. It's, yeah. it's uh, I, I think I've always been drawn to leadership. It's, it's, it's all of this position is all about leadership. Whereas being in, in sales or being on the air mm-hmm. uh, was more, was, was performance, was uh, more task oriented, so to speak. Uh, you know, now we've got a staff of 80 plus. Um, uh, my job is leading our, our leaders 
to get to get our, our mm-hmm. product on the air. You know, mm-hmm. uh, we've got engineers, we've got journalists, we've got uh, salespeople, we've got clerical, um, and all of that plays into getting getting you know getting the station on the air. When I started right. in 1989, January the 9th of '89 at TV three, I never thought that I would become a general manager or the general manager of that station. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I, mean, I consider myself unbelievably blessed um, to be to be at that station. Uh, it's a big responsibility. I mean, it's, it's an honor for me to be, mm-hmm. you know, the general manager of a, of a 60 year station. Right. Um, I, I recognize the power and the responsibility of broadcast stations. Uh, but but there's also it's also a tool. I mean, it's 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 mm-hmm. a it. You know, we can make an impact. Broadcasters make an impact, and it's to be able to do that at home is pretty unique in our business. I mean, I, you know, broadcasters uh, traditionally have been vagabonds. You know, I mean, general managers, uh, yeah. especially with big corp- corporations, they come in from another market. They're here for five or six years, mm-hmm. uh, and, then and, then, they and then they move on. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm a you know I'm a UL grad. Uh, I, I'm only the second UL grad to run that to, to run that station, and the first UL grad was our original general manager, Bill Patton. You know, oh. um, and and I'm the you know I'm the only uh, local uh, Acadian and native to run that station, which to me is great because right. I mean I know the community. I grew up in Abbeville. Um, I got into television. Uh, I was drawn to television because of KATC because I was playing high school football at Vermilion Catholic and. Mm-hmm. The sports guy showed up from KATC one day to interview us, and everybody in this in the town of Abbeville watched the news that night. And I remember thinking, "Man, I can't wow. believe that that this many people want to see a newscast." And it mm-hmm. it showed me the power and the responsibility of broadcasting. Right. And, it, and haven't looked back. Right. If you would explain, I know that your um, KTC is a part of a larger family. Right. Uh, it's it's an affiliate among others. If you can talk about your parent company. Yeah, the, the structure is, you know, TV stations are, you know, are, uh, most TV stations have network affiliation. Uh, we're an ABC affiliate. Uh, all that means is, I mean, it means we have the, we have a, basically we're a franchise to be able to run ABC programming. We are owned by the EW Scripps Company. Uh, based in Cincinnati, E.W. Scripps uh, was the old Scripps Howard, 150-plus-year-old uh, uh, media company. Uh, we own stations in – we're in 60-plus markets. Um, our company is a, is a, is a journalist-based company, meaning we, uh, you know, we, we own primarily news stations. Uh, we put a lot of emphasis on the evolution and the development of, of, of our news content. Uh, both on air and increasingly mobile, you know, uh, right. we are, we're, it's, it's, it's subtle, but we're tech, we're branded. Our, we brand ourselves as KTC communications because we're not just that television station. Mm-hmm. We're also mobile apps and streaming services and, and all of that stuff. Right. And, um, but it's about getting, we're, we're in the information business. Uh, that information might be a newscast. That's what people tend to think when they think KATC, you yeah. think of, of our news. And that's, you know, that that's the way it's supposed to be. But we're also syndicated programs. We're also Good Morning America. We're also, mm-hmm. you know, in the old days, wide world of sports. You know, starting next year will be the, the home of SEC football. You know, oh, so it's, really? Yeah, so it's not just, it's, oh, you know, we're not just, yeah, we're not just news. We're we're here to provide information. Uh, that information is, is, you know what? What fashion trends are going on through through some show you might see? Uh-huh. A recipe from the Rachel Ray show. Uh, whether this storm is going to hit us from Rob Perillo. Mm-hmm. Where to buy a car? Uh, if you're injured in an accident, what attorney to call? It's yeah. all of that stuff. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 all information. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, we're in the business of. I used to say we're in the business of we sell air. But we're really in the business of, of impressions, of, of, of connecting a message with a set of eyeballs. Right. And those eyeballs are, are diverse and, and, and mm-hmm. are all over Acadiana. We, we're in, you know, we serve eight parishes. I hate to admit it. You know, my TV watching habits are probably not what you want to hear. Like, I will no. watch TV sure. not every day. Now, we definitely watch SEC sure. football. And I happened to be watching the other day, and my daughter was flying out to on Southwest. She flew out Thursday and seen, or Wednesday. 
just because I happened to turn on the news, I found out that Southwest had been grounded. And I, it, it was like, wow, yeah. the news is important. It didn't affect her, it turns out, but I needed to have that information. You know, yeah. and and we really are. We we need what you guys do, investigating and sharing. We need information. What's up. And look, most people don't. You know, we, we consume uh, broadcast television is still the most consumed medium, right. mm-hmm. but not not nearly as much as as when when we were growing up. But it's not about how much; it's about what and where that information is. Right. The quality. You know, we pro- yeah, we provide. You know, we're going to provide our newscast, if you will. At you know in the morning at five six and ten, mm-hmm. but we're also going to be pushing information through our website all day long through social media. Yeah, I, I definitely go yeah. to Facebook. You know, yeah. or your website if I'm curious about major accidents or what's right. going on. So the, you know. the service for us is getting that information out to people, and the value is not just in in what it does for you, but the value to an advertiser, mm-hmm. which is you know we're Keeps not a non, we're not a nonprofit. Right. You know, the value is is in reaching you wherever you are with with information and with a message. Right. I'm curious uh, with COVID, we're, we're emerging, of course, and hallelujah, but this last year plus has got to have been a very trying time, not just for Absolutely, television, yeah. but all media. If you can share that about the advertising dollars sure. and what happened. Well, you know, as goes the economy, so goes, uh, so goes the media, you know, um, you know, if if our economy is thriving, you know our ad sales are up. Well, you know the very real. We've all seen impacts that we never thought we would see. But you know, beginning March of last year, when we were told, you know, to stay home. Remember, we had the stay home order. You know, well, if people aren't driving, mm-hmm. then they're not using. They're not stopping at gas stations. They're not. Getting in accidents. I mean, people. You know, we, everybody likes to bash lawyers, but but you don't need the same services if you're not getting in accidents. There might not. There's, there's mm-hmm. not a need for that. There are collision centers. Uh, people weren't going to see their general practitioners, so those guys are affected. Mm-hmm. You know, restaurants. Yeah, the, everything. Absolutely. The yeah. uh, fast food and you know uh, the big product categories for TV stations are you know are food, restaurants, dining. Uh, services, medical services, legal services, and the automotive industry. And, you know, all of that stuff kind of came to a halt. Mm-hmm. Overall, uh, as a, th- the nation saw about a 40% drop in advertising revenue last year, you know. 40%? Um, yeah, which is wow. huge. That is huge. Uh, and, you know, to our credit, we continued. Uh, we didn't lay anybody off. Uh, we all worked from home remotely. Mm-hmm. Um we are we're blessed to work for you know EW Scripps is and I'm not just biased I mean I've been around and I've worked for a lot of companies EW Scripps is is to me the gold standard in terms of employee relations and uh, you know giving we're a publicly traded company uh, and we have, the the company approaches value to stockholders by being good to our communities and our employees so the company stood by us but it was it was it was tough yeah. and it's it's a you know, putting on a broadcast, uh, as you know, through you know, you've uh, you do a podcast here, uh, where you do it uh, sometimes matters. Mm-hmm. You know, our anchors were working from. You saw everybody who watches news, uh, right. network, national, and local mm-hmm. saw people working from their homes, and it's a different it's a different thing to see. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, people. Some people were turned off by it. They were they found it unprofessional, but more importantly, it was just a change. You know, they're used to seeing their anchors sitting at that desk in that news studio. Mm-hmm. You know, the weather guy in front of the map. Now our weather guys were able to because of social distancing. We got the anchors out of the building, but kept the weather guys in the building because that's where all the all the gear and the technology yeah. is. But it's it was a huge adjustment. You know, mm-hmm. um, our we've got a we've got a staff that sells advertising. You know, and it's tough to sell advertising uh, in any environment. But imagine when, you know, when the economy shut down, you know, those folks had to still go out and 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 connect advertisers with their audience. You know, business didn't stop and and advertisers and businesses needed to continue to reach people. So on the one hand, it was important that advertisers reach people to let them know, hey, we're still open. Right. Uh, we can still cur- fix your air conditioner. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're curbside. We're wearing gloves, all that stuff. But at the same time, there that advertiser's business was impacted. So a lot of times, not all advertisers can afford certain right. types of advertising or value it. So it's just, it's been, you know, un- 
unprecedented times. And then it's ironic, you had shared with me when we had coffee recently, that with the computer chip shortage, it's affected manufacturing of cars and vehicles. And that is still affecting advertising because there's no inventory for people to advertise. So I know that's going to turn around quickly, but but of all the things to have happen. And the challenge for for, for, for those... For those product categories, for local car dealers, yeah, is but they've still got they've still got cars to sell. They've mm-hmm. still got inventory. They still got used cars. They just don't have the acres and acres. Yeah, <laughs> and and so that it's it's but they mm-hmm. but it, it's just it's difficult. And the chip supply issues not necessarily related all to COVID. I mean, there were you know you had yeah. a, a comedy of errors, but yeah, there are a lot of challenges. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and but we've had to we have we've had to continue uh, continue going. You know, I mean, um, we're funded by advertising dollars and retransmission consent. Retransmission consent is we get paid by cable providers and satellite providers by the subscriber. Um, oh, I see. Okay. And because we are providing our, you know, we spend all this money on our signal, on our affiliation, on our product. They turn around and take that product and deliver it to their customers. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's mon- that, that so that's monetized. So it's a value to them. So they pay us for that, right? And that's part of our that's part of our, of a revenue stream for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get no money from the networks. ABC doesn't pay us anything. In the old days, they did. You know, thirty years ago. Uh, but no, now we, we it's it's the other way. We pay. You pay for uh, their we, content. We pay for their content. Uh-huh. Uh, and different networks charge mm-hmm. different uh, different content agreements usually driven by how much they pay for sports. So the networks that have a lot of sports and a lot of the big professional sports uh, are going to are asked to contribute a lot of money Mm -hmm. to help their network cover that cost. It's worth it because they get to sell local advertising. So with media, you know, we're talking about television with you, obviously, but the radio stations and uh, print media, everybody's been in the same boat, huh? It's been a... a yeah, a learning experience. I it, guess it has, sorts. but but our role, the role of media, the role of local media, hadn't really changed. You know, I mean, you know, you know, we need to. You point out that you know the the pandemic has been the cause of of you know our economic woes, but people find out about the pandemic through media. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, oftentimes I'll have people say, "I don't watch your, I don't watch your station." Well. That's in almost all cases not exactly true. You might not watch my newscast at six o'clock, like on the dot. Yeah, but you're yeah. going to watch something. You might you might watch um, you might watch ABC primetime. You might watch Jimmy Kimmel. You might watch the a golf tournament. Um, but you're getting information from us. And mm-hmm. what we what our mission as local as a local broadcast and specifically TV three. My, you know, I'm taking the fact that I'm a local. You know, I'm from here. I grew up here. I grew up watching that television station. I mean, mm-hmm. my family in Abbeville, we watch KETC, you know, going back, you know, half a century. I hate to say it that way, but yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, the it, our long-term success and our long-term viability is contingent upon us providing services that can only be provided right. by local TV stations. Right. You know, uh, cable news can give you... Uh, and network news can tell you what's going on with the California wildfires, with what's going on in Washington D.C. It can get into the as we all we all know how polarized our country is. So the the national media mm-hmm. can talk about you know this this side versus that side, um, but no one else can provide information on whether schools are going to be canceled in Iberia Parish tomorrow, right? And what to wear to school, where to buy a car in Crowley. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what's the issue? What's what's the issue? Where is our money being spent as taxpayers? You know our constituency is everybody. You know we work a lot with government and and law enforcement because you know law inf- people want to know what's happening. Yeah, that's your source of news. Yes, yeah, traditionally you know car yeah. wrecks and crashes and crime, mm-hmm. uh, but also you know what's going on with our tax dollars. You know mm-hmm. and. Um, we take our role very seriously as as advocates and as as journalists. Um, you know, just to 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 talk about the you know the sort of the elephant in the room. You know, the 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 phrase "fake news" yeah. has you know become you know become popularized in the last four or five years. And and for me as a local broadcaster, it's it's obviously it's very very 
uh, troubling and concerning for me for a bunch of reasons. Number one, I think we're getting lumped in with uh, with with cable opinion based news, and there's no question that that cable news yeah. is 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 skewed. I mean, it mm-hmm. didn't used to be, but it is. I mean, it, and yeah, and it's usually it's a turn off. I think yeah, for a lot of us, of you know? course, it is. You know, and yeah. and I just want to know what happened. I don't need yeah, to. I don't need exactly. to be told what to think about and, it. And you get tired of you get you get tired of hearing about it. You know, network news. Uh, you know, ABC World News Tonight with David Muir is not yeah. going to be opinion based, but more importantly. KATC at six o'clock is not fake news. If we, in fact, I loved if you if if anyone thinks that they see something that we air that's fake or is is untrue, mm-hmm. look, you call me and I will call you back. Mm-hmm. Now, just because we're providing information that you may not like, or when politics get involved, if it's information you would rather not hear, mm-hmm. that doesn't make it fake. You know, our job is to give right. is to answer questions. Our job is to is to, is to the old cliche to speak truth to power, because we represent everybody. So our our market may have a certain political composition, and but we don't choose to say, well, you know, if if, if Lafayette is more conservative, then we're going to be the conservative news. Yeah. No, we're going to provide information and answer questions. We are there to provide a voice to the majority and the minority. We're there to pro- if if two people ask a certain question. It's incumbent upon us to ask that question of those in power, mm-hmm. whether it be the state, local, law enforcement, whatever, right. to ask that question. To whether give or them not in. you like that individual. It, huh? it, exactly. Yeah. And regardless of how many people ask that question, because mm-hmm. we are there to give voice to the voiceless. You know, no one, I, I can't, it's hard, as you know, it's hard to pick up the phone and call, you know, call the governor as an individual and ask the governor a question. Well, mm-hmm. we have that we have that those means so we don't take it lightly so when we get a chance to ask a question we're going to ask a question sometimes those in power don't want to be asked those questions uh, but there's a great saying that i heard recently and 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 it's part of my mantra i mean it's not the job of the local media to be propagandists for those in power Mm -hmm. it's our job to ask questions um it's our job to to get information we're in a we're in 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 difficult times now, Jan. In yeah. terms of that, uh, of the polarization of our of our country politically is affecting a lot of different things. Um, it's affecting, you know, it, we have to re- we 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 have to get information for our viewers, uh, oftentimes through public records requests. Uh, more and more, it seems. Absolutely, and there's there there there's a scary trend. Where government uh, and government entities that are required by law to mm-hmm. give us information are increasingly uh, hesitant to do that. They drag their feet. Yeah. Uh, we luckily at EW Scripps have, you know, have have a huge legal team that, you know, we're going to do what we have mm-hmm. to do to get that information out there. Mm-hmm. We've had in the state of Louisiana, we've seen recently, we've seen journalists be sued for for doing their job for asking questions of those in, in, in power. And that's, yeah. that's a scary trend. And, and the, and the final thing I'll, you know, I'll do with my Debbie Downer thing is the, <laughs> the, the, the real risk of the fake news mantra is that, you know, the people that work for me live here, uh, worship here, play here, eat here. And, not everybody has the best intentions. When when you when when a journalist is called out by somebody in power as high as the president, uh, there are those there are people that take it upon themselves to threaten those people. And I worry that 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 singling out you know a journalist who's just trying to do their job yeah. as being an enemy mm-hmm. uh, can have can have real impact. And can threaten their safety, and it's. I want us to kind of take a step back and realize that we're we're all trying to raise our families. We're all trying to be happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're all trying to find some peace. We're all trying to love each other, you know. Uh, and we're not. We don't come to the table with an agenda at KATC. Right. Uh, our agenda is to get information. We don't, contrary to what some people say, we don't sit around in the back of the in the newsroom and say, "Well, you know, we're going to be." Uh, we're going to get the conservative slant on this, or we're going to get the liberal slant on this. No, it's what do people want to know? What are we hearing from people? And you had told me um, 
shared that Scripps does not want you as a station manager sure. to really even tell the reporters what they should be covering. Yeah. Like you're not there micromanaging what's going to come out in the news no, and, that and night. And that, and, you that, know, that was impressive to me. And as you know, I've spent some time as a journalist. You know, um, I've been a press secretary. I was the sports editor of the Vermillion at, at USL. I guess you could call that journalism. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was uh, the truth, wasn't yeah. it? You tell the truth. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and you know, um, my wife Tanya Lacoste is a, is a is a mm-hmm. journalist, and um, so as a journalist and as a sales guy, you know, that's kind of tough sometimes. You know, I mean, you get you know, you you do something or you air something that an advertiser may not like. Uh, I'm going to get, you know, my salespeople might be affected by that economically, you know, because the advertiser might, yeah. you know, might, might, might pull, pull. back his advertising. Mm-hmm. And I've got to have sometimes tough, make tough decisions or, or, or run interference and explain to an advertiser why, you know, why my news room is doing, is doing a story. But what I don't do and can't do is go back there and say, don't cover this, don't cover that. Yeah. If we're, if we're, if it's fake, if it's untrue, mm-hmm. if it's going to cause, uh, if it's illegal, uh, or if it's going to jeopardize our our license, and you know, putting out fake information or not serving the community, uh, the FCC can pull our license, right. and so that's when I step in. But no, Scripps is I. It is not, mm-hmm. you know, call the general manager. Those days are long gone. Mm-hmm. Call the GM, and the GM is going to go tell the news department. Hey, you need to cover this, or don't say this, or yeah. issue an apology. That's that's not mm-hmm. that's not what we do, and it is refreshing. And um, to a certain extent, it's brave. <clears throat> you know, Scripps, uh, our company recognizes. Again, we are publicly traded. Our company recognizes that the dilemma that sometimes we are in. Um, we have to um, we have to address issues sometimes through newscasts and through our programming that people don't want to talk about. Issues of, of, of equality, of race, of, yeah. of poverty, of, of injustice. Um, and sometimes people don't want to hear that. You know, I, you know my company uh, is, and, I, and I'm proud of my company, says, look, we're going to serve the public and we're going to get information mm-hmm. out there. And if there are negative ramifications, as long as we're doing our job, yeah. then, then we'll, we'll live with those. Mm-hmm. And that's brave. And it's, it's also, it's what, but it's what we're, it's the original calling of, of, of local yeah. broadcasters. The Walter Cronkite version yeah, it of is. the news. Huh? Yeah. Seeing this is, I love this conversation and I want to get into more about how things are evolving, how media is evolving. But before we do that, I'd like to pause and listen back to a clip from an interview we did with another media talent in our community, Moon Grafon. Now, Moon is well known throughout the state of Louisiana and he's a friend of our show. And it just occurred to me as we've been talking, Moon, of course, is opinionated. Sure. And uh, he's very popular for his method of delivering news. He stays up to date. But I thought people might like to listen back to a a clip with Moon, and you can hear his interview and many others at discoverlafayette.net. Let's take a listen. What did you focus on in 1993? What I I focused on a lot back then was uh, my motto has been God, family, country. Mm -hmm. And I I focused on the uh, the First and Second Amendment. It was was easy. It was low-hanging fruit. It was all the information you could find out. I knew enough about it. Uh, to talk about it. And I also knew a lot more because what I really believe in doing is research. And I'm mm-hmm. still doing the same research I did right. back then. I read a lot. I've made contacts. And so you get on the air and you start talking about things that yeah. you understand and that you can talk about. And I, and I noticed you had to be pretty passionate. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of a passionate guy. And, it, and, and I noticed through the 26 years that uh, uh, you got to kind of be driven. Mm-hmm. In other words, your personality it. driven yeah. is who you are. Mm-hmm. Everybody can't do what I can do. Of course, I can't do what this gentleman does and probably right. can't do what you do. But I, I noticed real quick, I learned pretty quick mm-hmm. by failing. I failed a lot in this thing. People don't realize I I have fallen, tripped over myself so many times in this business. In the funny. early days? Huh? In the early days? What do you mean in the early days today? Still. <laughs> Welcome back. Discover Lafayette. We're here with Sean Trichalik, Vice President and General Manager of KATC. So one of the reasons I wanted to do this interview with you, Sean, is um, things are evolving so fast. I mean, COVID aside and advertising dollars being short in the last year, 
Things are changing so quickly. And as you said, when I was growing up, we had, first we had two TV stations in Baton Rouge. Mm-hmm. And then in the early 70s, we got the ABC affiliate. And that seemed like it was plenty. Sure. But today, not only do we have the cable competition, which is an 80s thing, but I mean, people can go anywhere, anytime yeah. and get the news, especially young people that don't even really exactly. use a TV. They use their computer. So, you know, not only do you have a challenge managing, but this is a quickly evolving Absolutely. market. Technology, yeah. the evolution yeah. of technology is, mm-hmm. is, you know, the biggest change in my career, you know, again, started in radio in 80, 1982. TV in 89, you know, the, the, the internet is, you know, I, I think it's absolutely the, the biggest, you know, development or invention in my lifetime, mm-hmm. but it's of, of course, obviously the biggest change in, in, in media. Um, people consume, um, consume our product and consume information all over the place. You know, uh, what we try to do is, well, what we have to do is reach people wherever they are whether it's in front of the television, uh, live or by, or by, or by DVR, mm-hmm. uh, streaming on their phone, through our website, through social media. Uh, and we've got we've to be where, we've got to meet them where they are. In the old days, you think about it, you know, we would, you know, the 5.30 network news, the 6 o'clock news was, we didn't have the means to record that. You know yeah. I mean? I, <laughs> You know, so the people were home. It was dinner exactly. time, and we would have sit down, scattered right. everywhere. You know, we'd sit down and we'd watch it. It was yeah. appointment, not necessarily, but it was part of the routine. Well, yeah. when you consume media, is not so much part of the routine of your day, um, but a lot of people consume it all. You know, nonstop. People are getting our information while they're working. Mm-hmm. You know, some bosses would say, "Well, they should be working more," yeah. but you know, you're getting that. Focused. You're getting push <laughs> alerts on your phone. So we've got to be providing that data, that information to people wherever they are, and then we've got to monetize it, you know? And that's why it, we, we have transitioned from revenue generation from, from ratings, uh, meaning you could charge a lot for a commercial that reached a bunch of people, and you still can with things like the Super Bowl. Oh. But television events that reach massive amounts of people are fewer and further between. Instead, what we monetize are impressions meaning it's a value to an advertiser every time jan goes to her phone mm-hmm. and looks at something for them to see in, in the in, you know 5 years ago which are now called the old days it was a pre-roll <laughs> ad it was a 30 second ad mm-hmm. but now it might just be your logo uh, it might also be retargeting you know we are television stations are not just in the business of of commercials and video commercials online and on TV, but we're also we have a, a suite of digital services that we sell, where an advertiser who wants to reach your demographic uh, can find out what you're doing online, and we can help that advertiser find you, not just with a 30 second ad, but you know maybe with a with an email or with a social media blast. So it's all about it's about reaching people. It's mm-hmm. you know we've got to be you know and. and Upper management in television, guys like me, you know, tend to be people who have been in the business for a while yeah. because we're experienced and we've and we've been around. Uh, it's it's incumbent upon me and to continue to be viable mm-hmm. as a professional by keeping up with with trends and to always be thinking ahead, thinking big picture about how are we going to evolve and how are we going to continue to get that product a to be incredibly high quality. B, to be hyper-local, meaning that people can only get from in Lafayette, Louisiana, mm-hmm. and C, that meets with the, with the current trends. So five years ago, were y'all looking at analytics as closely? Like, were you doing no, that not for as people? Close. No, not as uh-huh. closely. Because I, I get it, what you're saying. It's really not about, you know, being on during the news, even, if people are going to watch that anytime sure. or stream it later. Yeah, but- and, 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 and TV companies uh, can provide services to advertisers that... Like I said, that that reached yeah. them online. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know what I mean, a change, though. It, it's 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 tough to wrap your brain around. I can remember, oh man, thirty years ago, probably almost exactly thirty years ago, um, in in an appliance TV appliance store in Lafayette that no longer exists. Oh, so I won't name I won't yep. name it. But I remember the guy. Uh, he was my client, and he was saying, "Look, man, 
you know, uh, satellite TV's coming out. And so y'all are going to be out of business in a year oh, because people won't need to look at your TV station. Mm -hmm. And I remember telling him, well, first of all, you shouldn't glow because that's not a good thing. Because if, <laughs> if, if we aren't in business, then you, first of all, as a person, you've lost a vehicle to get the information you need. But B, as a business, you've lost a huge vehicle to reach people that are going to come in and buy TVs. Right, right. And people want to watch local they want to watch local media. I, you know, I, I share a story in in the early '90s when deregulation kicked in. Um, in in the old days, in the '80s, you had WBRZ and KATC, both ABC affiliates. Cable came in. People could with with mm -hmm. with cable could watch either station. But when there was duplicated programming, meaning when we went at nine o'clock at night to twenty twenty, right. WBRZ had to, the cable company had to black out WBRZ and they would put whatever, the radar. Well, deregulation, oh. deregulation to huh. protect the local affiliate. Yeah. Deregulation got rid of that. So, again, that same advertiser is telling me, hey, wait a minute, you know, now why do I want to be on 2020 on your station when people can watch it on WBRZ? A bigger market. Huh? A bigger market. Yeah. Well, Ratings come in, and we, you look at those ratings, and it's still even to this day, when you look at a duplicated show mm -hmm. that you can catch either in Lafayette or in Baton Rouge, no one watches the Baton Rouge feed. They just stay local. And, and it's, because, it's because whether they want to admit it or not, or whether it's conscious or subconscious, it's because they want to see local commercials. Mm -hmm. If I'm watching a that's show true. and an yeah. ad comes on for a restaurant that's in Shreveport. Yeah. Right. It's a turn. I'm like, well, so I'm wanting to look, even yeah. though I may not pay attention to those ads, uh -huh. and I may not shop at that car dealership, or I might not be in the in the market for that. It's familiarity, right? You know, and that's why that's why local is is possible. Right. We there's also um, going on in, in in television. What's old is new again. You've noticed. We all notice. Uh, what do they call them? Revival shows, you know, yeah. you know, you know a, a rerun or a rehatch, or a retreatment of a show from, mm -hmm. you know, Magnum PI is is, yeah. is back on, you know. It's fun um, though. It just brings back so yeah. much. Well, what is old is new again because mm -hmm. the the major consumer of traditional TV in the house on the screen on the TV set uh, is people that are over the age of forty. Okay. Well, so we remember those shows. So there is some nostalgia there. Yeah. But I also think that evolution is also with doing things that were done on TV when you and I were watching television back in the 80s and 90s that we're still the television consumer. Mm -hmm. So doing those things over the air that appeal to us, like more local programming, like, you know, like like live shots, like mm -hmm. taking your news, our news on location and going and, and showcasing the people of Crowley, Abbeville, Vilplatte, yeah. New Iberia. You know, talking about the sports teams, talking about high school mm -hmm. kids, celebrating uh, accomplishment, yeah. you know, telling positive stories. Speaking of which, um, all my career I've heard from folks that said, you know, I wish that um, local news was more positive. Yeah. And the reality was that that was not necessarily true. Stations who, you know, made the leap and said, look, we're only going to do good news. Those stations failed because people really, you really they do, want to see the train yeah, wreck. They you, want, you want to slow down when you pass by the accident. Yeah. That has changed due to COVID. And research has shown that huh. in the past, literally in the past year and a half, folks are saying, no, I really do want to see more positive. I really news. need I, to, yeah. You're, you're exactly, that's a good point. Yeah. I need positive news. Mm -hmm. So you see an emphasis uh, with local broadcasters of telling more of those positive stories, telling more of the story in depth, mm -hmm. not just the drive by here's what happened, but Hey, we were wondering, fill in the blank. We were wondering why this is important. So we reached out and we asked the governor, the mayor, yeah. the, the chief of police, we asked them about this. Mm -hmm. And that's a two way street because government officials, uh, they need that as well. You know, they, they, 
you know, government is not always the bad guy. Government does, as you and I both know, gov- we, we pay for it. Right. It's us. It's ours. You know, yeah. and I always say that we are the media as well. We are the government and we are the media, meaning the media is a reflection of who we are. So I can provide a service. Our newscast provides a service for the state police and their public information officers mm-hmm. to let people know, hey, by the way, this road is closed. Yeah. But it's also, you know, the press releases that come from from the state and from from Lafayette Consolidated Government, mm-hmm. you know, are important to our people to, and important to our viewers. They're important to the to the government to let people know here's what's going on. Right. And that's how we're we're intertwined. That's why the that's why the the battle between local media and and government, local media and politicians, local media and law enforcement mm-hmm. uh, is is not in anybody's best interest. Right. I'm thinking about our local group, Crime Stoppers, which mm-hmm. is all over the country. But, you know, we depend on the media to get out news, help us solve crimes. Absolutely. You know, you, you know I was when I was. Uh, which is a great service that everybody Sure. Does. And when I was a general manager at KADN and we, we launched, mm-hmm. we launched news there. Um, I was an advocate of Crime Stoppers reaching out saying, OK, wait a minute, you know, uh, no no TV station, and we are blessed in our market to have three really good news operations. I, you know, I, I, you know, I, I credit my competition. You know, we're all in a we're in a fraternity. Yeah. Uh, we don't own crime, and we don't own need. So rather than us competing about who has the exclusive rights to this Crime Stoppers or that Crime Stoppers, the local TV stations now cooperate on Crime Stoppers. One station might produce the crime of the week for Acadia Parish and share it with the other stations. Mm-hmm. Somebody else might do Lafayette. Somebody might do New, New Iberia. I like that, though, the way everybody cooperates. It, it, yeah, because it, it's, look, we're here to serve the public. We're here to try to, to solve yeah. crimes. So let's all join in together. It's impossible for one station to be able to do it all. Mm-hmm. So let's all chip in to serve the greater good. You know, we are here to serve the greater good. Um, I'm, I'm a cliche guy. You know, we... we we do well by doing good, and we are more financially successful as a TV station when we are doing more good things for the people mm-hmm. of Acadiana. You are so well-spoken. You know, I was thinking, I've got other questions for you, but what is it about broadcasters? You've got to be able to think quickly on your feet and not put your foot in your mouth, right? Like, is this something that you learn, or were you yeah. always, were you in debate when you were in high school, I was. What well, you know, Jan, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, I was an extemporaneous mm-hmm. speaker. It's it's a talent, yeah, and I, I, was, I don't know. You can teach yep. people to, to do this. You know? I, I I you can, but I think it's it's you know I think you can improve their skills. But the mind has got to be it's, quick. It's a it's a vocation. You know, I mean, yeah. I was an extemporaneous speaker at Vermilion Catholic. You are. Uh, I've been standing in front of groups of people uh, as. I've been I was in front of audiences of 500 people when I was five years old, mm-hmm. you know, singing and, and, and reading poetry, you know. Um, so part of it is kind of a calling. Um, and you enjoy that, like the, the I, performance I, part. Well, I do. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, you're good at I, I never it. it thought, just comes... I never thought of it as a performance, but yeah, it, well, it, it is. And it's also... You're comfortable, though, in a public setting, whether exactly. you're speaking or playing your music. Exactly. Now... That's you know going through the, you look the comfortable anyway going well and going through the transition in the early days of television meaning in well in the fifties and sixties let's say in Acadian and the seventies the TV guys were all former radio people oh okay because that was their of genre. the voice because yeah. that was their genre mm-hmm. um, and I started in radio I I didn't I thought I if I could have made a lot of money spinning country records and talking and telling jokes and doing comedy bits, I would, (laughs) I would do it because I was that performer. Mm -hmm. I had to get into sales because I had to, because I had to make money. Um, but communication styles are different and you and I both know that. I mean, you know, the, the, the journalists that we are hiring out of college today communicate very differently than we do. How so? so? Well, because they're used, they're used to less face-to-face interaction they communicate via text and via email. Now, I'm not going to be the old, the old fuddy-duddy that says it's wrong. No, it is. It's evolution. You know, I mean, you know, my, my dad used to say, well, when I was a kid, we used to do such and such. And I would drive him nuts because I would say, you know, if I may be blunt, I'd say, well, Dad, but you guys used to use the bathroom outside, too. And we don't do that. <laughs> so you, we evolve. We grow. So we've evolved to a point where communication is more immediate and it's shorter. Yeah, so fewer words. Definitely. So yeah. So we've got to we've got to teach journalists 
how to tell stories differently. Uh, in the old days, you get any reporter, any anchor, you bring them and you put them behind a microphone and they're just like me. They can run their mouth forever. Not that, so that's much. not necessarily not so much the case. I interviewed Scott Angel before you this morning, and we all know Scott's an entertaining, sure. you know, political type, and he's got a new project he's working on. But he mentioned that that um, I had a background that understood what he was doing. But he said a lot of times when he'll go talk with a reporter, he has to spend twenty, thirty minutes explaining to them exactly. Yeah, exactly. kind of what the deal is. And I guess it's, I said, you know, I'm just an older, I've got more experience, but he said it's a different way. They just yeah. communicate it's, differently. It's, it's different. So this is interesting that yeah, you're bringing it, that it's up. It's just different communication. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make it right or wrong, just makes it different. Yeah. Well, as we're kind of winding down, I'd like for you to give your thoughts on, I guess, constitutional protections of the media. You talked about it earlier about, yep. you know, having to, to do public information requests and all, but now you're competing with unregulated media, yep. such as Facebook and yes. other types of online media. So what, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, again, the, the, I'm, an, I'm obviously an advocate of the First Amendment because I think that's the First Amendment to me is what makes America America, is our freedom of expression, our mm-hmm. freedom of speech. There's there People, I think, have a misunderstanding of what that freedom of speech means, uh, it doesn't mean you can say whatever you want anywhere you want, mm-hmm. but it does mean that we need to be in, invo- in an environment where information flows freely. Um, you know, th- we've got to continue to fight for all of us need to be advocates for information being free flowing. And, and when it becomes political, I always point out to people that, you know, when you're going to criticize the media for, in your mind, attacking your person, and want them to be regulated or punished. Mm-hmm. Remember that when the other guy is in, and yeah. you you question why the media doesn't have it doesn't have access, or you know, um, or we've changed we've regulated we've regulated that access away. <clears throat> Government and those that the media hold accountable uh, have to be accountable. Uh, that just may mean as simply as uh, giving us giving us access to the information we ask. Mm-hmm. Um, Answering questions, you don't. <clears throat> excuse me, you don't have to answer the question, uh, but you shouldn't be an impediment to us getting that that information. The information that you need. Yeah, yeah, getting the information we need because it's our information. You know, um, we are regulated by the government. We are regulated by the FCC. We aren't a government entity. We make no money from the government, but we are. We are required by the FCC to serve the interests of the people of Acadiana. And that means if, and we we have to apply for our license renewals occasion. We apply for license renewal early this year, and the FCC does look at what issues are you addressing. Oh, tell me about it. Give us a listing of how many times you did us. How much? How much free time did you give to issues? How much did you give back to nonprofits? How much airtime did? You, how many news stories did you do on issues of of race, of insecurity, of of the economy? You know, how are you serving your community? So it's in everybody's best interest for us to thrive and for the First Amendment and and for us to be constitutionally protected mm-hmm. so that we're not targeted and we're not shut down by people who, who and it sounds, you know, you hate to be the big bad wolf, but, you know, it, history shows, you know, when government has, when government has sought to quiet those people who are going to ask questions, bad things end up right, happening. Right, right. I'm just thinking. I don't think podcasts are regulated either. No, you know, no, they're, they're so we they're could not. we could be cursing, but but we're not. But but your podcast is not because it's not licensed by the FCC. You know, there is more of a free flow. You can't. Mm-hmm. I, I can be fine and would be fine for certain things that air in my newscast. Um, we want everyone that we want regulation of. Broadcasters want regulation of social media, uh, and I think we're seeing that increasingly from all of us, of all makes and models politically, mm-hmm. that it is not a good thing when when a big piece of media or a big medium, private or public, uh, is so pervasive and can be the purveyor of, of bad news or censor certain things. Censorship is never good, and we've got to fight that. We've, yeah. got, to, we've got to fight for constitutional protections against that. You know, even with Trump last year when Twitter shut him down, I mean, people either love him or hate him, but I was 
I was afraid by that, you know, thinking you may not agree with them. And I know that they were worried about inciting sure. violence and all, but that's a major shutdown of a, a well, person that affects every human being. It's in the a big deal. It, I agree with you. Regardless of where you stand, uh-huh. it's a big deal. Yeah. When somebody is censored, that's a big deal. I can understand, you know, protection it's like and, a and, and communist and, government almost, well, yep, but they're I not un- government. Exactly. And wanting not to incite violence, I get all of that. Yeah, I do too. But it's a big deal. I know. And 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 businesses should have to should should think hard before they do that because mm-hmm. uh, we don't want to control the free flow of ideas. Our motto, I'll wrap up with this. Our motto, which as a company at Scripps, is give light, and the people will find their way. So what I want to make sure that our we're doing as a news organization is giving light. Mm-hmm. And only giving light, let the people find their way. Let the people decide what it means when we tell this story. Let the people decide what it means when we provide them with a report from government. Um, let the people decide when we, re- when we report on a crime what that means. But it is our job to give light. Yeah. What a great way to wrap up our interview. Sandra Great. Chalik. Thank you. Thank you so much. I've, I've been writing notes. I've got all these good sayings now. I can <laughs> I can sound wise. I probably awesome. will butcher awesome. them as I try to repeat them. But thank you so much for making time. Again, Sandra Chalik, Vice President and General Manager of KTC. I'd like to thank our sponsors of the show. Iberia Bank, a division of First Horizon, and Oshner Lafayette General, thank you for your continued support. And of course, Raider and Jason Secor in particular for mixing our tape. We couldn't do this without you. Please subscribe to our podcast too. You can do that on your phone or any of your mobile devices. Or again, you can find us at discoverlafayette.net. Thanks for listening. This is Jan Swift.